At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. And day 225, uh, that is since Joe Biden promised he wouldn't abandon Americans and the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan, or as John Androsik's song says, blood on my hands, he did abandon them. And he's turned the page. And he's never mentioned them again. Nor has he ever mentioned the, the thousands of green card holders. That's, those are people eligible to be here legally. Nor did he mention the billions and tens of billions of dollars in equipment he left behind. Doesn't talk about that either. How effective would that be in the hands of Ukrainians that have shown a willingness on their own to go fight for their own country. Um, and nobody says a word. The media mob are just, you know, useful idiots. And, and literally, it, you know, it's the, the candidate protection program. It's the media mob protection program, the presidential protection program. Yeah, Joe is hiding in a Camp David this weekend, monitoring situation on the ground in, in Ukraine. I'm like, no, he's not. He's eating ice cream. He's taking naps. And God knows how many doctors he's seeing every second of every day. Um, we have a lot that we're going to get to on the economy. John Androsik, who did, as a result of what happened in Afghanistan, that hit song, Blood on My Hands, he's now written a song, Can One Man Save the World? And he's talking about Zelensky. I mean, think about this guy. He's a former comedian. And we've seen too often what, what leaders do in moments of crisis like this. And that is they very often, they get on the little private jet, they make sure they pack it with lots of cash, tens and tens of millions of dollars and, and gold and other precious metals. They pillage the country and they get to safety and they, they, they get, you know, some country, someplace, somewhere to accommodate their, their leaving. By the way, the U.S. had offered to take Zelensky out. He said, hell no. He wants the weaponry to defend his own country. I, I, I mean, I couldn't believe last week when he actually gave his exact location. That's, that's a little dangerous, especially when you're dealing with somebody that, that, you know, we've now seen the images. And I know some people have a natural reluctance, resistance to any American involvement in any conflict in any way whatsoever. And I want to be clear because people are out there just lying about me. Uh, even people that claim they're conservative saying, Hannity, he's a neocon, and Hannity wants us to go to war. No, I'm, no, I'm not willing to put one American boot on the ground ever in the future. But if the Ukrainians are willing to fight, they were a sovereign country, and you see images, this, this now becomes, to me, a conscience and a soul thing. Last week we showed you images of a mass grave, and in that mass grave... They were rolling one body in on top of another dead body, on top of another dead body, on top of another dead body. On TV, I was showing you images, men, women, and children, young children, in the streets, just slain down. They had their luggage with them. They were trying to escape this war and go to a neighboring country 
not knowing anything about what their future may hold. And I've got to say this, that the people in, in Poland in particular and Hungary and other, other countries, I won't mention them all, but they've been pretty amazing in terms of being willing to take in refugees. I've heard from more than a number of people I know that they want to adopt any child that may have lost their parents in this conflict. Um, Americans are the most generous people on earth. So you, you ask yourself the question, no, no boots on the ground ever. And I want to be very clear, no boots on the ground ever. But this is not a small deal when maternity hospitals are being targeted, when you're, you're targeting very close to nuclear sites. That could have ramifications we couldn't even conceive of today. Uh, also, leveling, just blowing up entire neighborhoods. We've seen those scenes, apartment buildings. Um, then you've got all these other instances of, of war crimes and atrocities. Um, we just learned over the weekend, Politico actually found this, that it was in December of 2021, senior U.S. military officials told lawmakers that they wanted to send a few hundred additional special ops personnel to Ukraine to provide military advice and training on unconventional warfare, in other words, insurgency. At the time, Russia had amassed close to 100,000 troops. I mean, remember, this buildup went on for a long time on the border with Ukraine, and concerns were growing in Washington and Europe about a, a broadening invasion or a pending invasion. The fact that these idiots didn't pick it up sooner is, is another dumb move by Biden. But anyway, now we learn that White House officials had concerns about the deployment and the troops were never sent. They, they, this is what leading from behind means. That's, exact, that's all it is. They also said the defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, um, had concerns with all of this and planned to directly press Joe Biden to approve the mission. We found out last week Joe Biden is the one that made the final call and said no to the fighter jets. So what's the difference if you give anti-tank Javelin missiles or anti-aircraft missiles like Stinger missiles, but you're not willing to give the 28 fighter jets? You know what those fighter jets would be capable of doing? They'd be capable of wiping out that 40-mile convoy that, by the way, is creeping ever so closer around the perimeter outside of the Ukrainian capital, Kiev. Um, but anyway, Putin just continues, no problems whatsoever. Uh, Russia now tried to send a, a message to NATO allies, and they b bombed a Ukrainian uh, uh, base right near Poland, a NATO country. Remember, Article 5 in NATO, now Ukraine is not a NATO country, says an attack on one is an attack on all, and you will respond accordingly. Will, will that actually hold? Because I'm not so sure, to be very blunt. China is warning, they're taking full advantage of this, they are now warning of the worst consequences from any country that supports Taiwan militarily. Now, we have a treaty with Taiwan. Will Joe Biden, if President Xi decides to go in and take Taiwan, is Joe Biden going to lift a finger? If I'm a betting guy, I say, no, I don't think he does a thing. China, look, the, we, the two advantages we have that we're not taking advantage of, Putin's economy is based almost entirely on energy. Now, sure, a after a lot of pressure is brought to bear on Joe Biden, 
he finally says, all right, I'm not going to import the 670,000 barrels of oil a day from Russia. The fact that he was willing to, to import anything from Russia is madness to me. Joe Biden has been begging OPEC nations that apparently now the UAE and Saudi Arabia reports are they won't even take his phone call, begging them to increase their production. Um, we know that Joe Biden has, has sent emissaries to Venezuela in the hopes of getting Maduro to increase his energy output and increase the world supply there. Uh, we know that the mullahs in Iran, this, you know, the, this is how insane this administration is. And this, scares, this ought to scare the hell out of everybody. Because if you thought the last Iranian deal was bad, this one's even worse. We're talking about tens of billions of, of dollars being handed over, in other words, sanctioned money that would be handed over to the mullahs in Iran. And on top of that, then we're going to make it a deal with the people that shout death to America, death to Israel, that burn the U.S. flag and burn the Israeli flag. And now we're going to go into a nuclear deal. The last nuclear deal would have allowed them to enrich uranium in 2025 anyway. That's the deal where they drop, you know, you know, billions of dollars in cash and other currency on, on the tarmac for the mullahs in Iran. And now we're, going to, we're actually thinking, talking about importing oil from the Iranian mullahs to make Iran rich again so that they can get more aggressive in their pursuit of a nuclear weapon? And then we're going to lift sanctions on a murdering thug dictator named Maduro in Venezuela and, and help revive their economy that was wrecked by their socialism? This, this, these are insane times that we're living in. Um, but now, oh, and then we have the Iranians um, this weekend. I'm sure most of you didn't hear about it because the mob and the media was not going to tell you. Multiple ballistic missiles slammed into the U.S. base, one of the bases in Erbil, Iraq. Stunning footage has made its way online showing the bombardment. That's the Iranians attacking U.S. facilities inside of Iraq. Now, I kind of believe that if Donald Trump were president, there would be a fierce response for that kind of attack. The scale of the attack, the size of the munitions used, appears to be far beyond anything that they've ever used before. Current reports are that they, the guided munitions were what's called Fatah 110 ballistic missiles. They come from Iran. They're already the number one state sponsor of, of, of terrorism in the world. Anyway, missiles fired towards the U.S. consulate in Iraq. What's Joe going to do about that? He's still going to do the nuclear deal, Joe? And by the way, who's negotiating that nuclear deal? Russia and China. Do you think, do you think they care about our best interest in this? Not at all. So that, that is why I don't think at any point in my adult life I've ever had a sense of dread and doom that this guy, that we just don't have an American president right now. We don't have somebody that has the strength to lead a country in these times. And every world leader sees, as I warned, I warned you for, for, before the election, they see him as weak, frail, and they have, they have done a full markup. And I could tell you probably with pinpoint accuracy 
that the Russians, the Chinese, the Iranians, North Koreans, they know the real state of Joe Biden's cognitive decline, meaning they've had their best scientists and doctors examine every single word he's uttered, every screw up he's had. They're watching how he walks. They're watching how he talks. They're watching him screw up. They're watching him struggle. And they know that this is this is a weakened America right now under his so-called leadership. I don't call this leadership, but that's where we are. You know, now we have, you know, we have Russia now striking very close to a NATO allies uh, border. Uh, we're not going to do anything. By the way, we did have an American journalist who used to work for the New York Times killed. One thing you got to say is these people that are war correspondents are all courageous people. They know what they're walking into. Um, Anyway, the fourth round of Ukraine-Russian talks are ongoing. That usually means to me that Vladimir Putin is bringing in reinforcements and rearming his people. He had a Kiev apartment that was struck over the weekend. You've seen the images that I've discussed. And, you know, the idea that Biden is slow walking jets for Ukraine and to me is unconscionable. Even Poland was willing to do it. But Joe's the one that said no. Why would you say no? Zelensky's begging Biden to ratchet up economic pressure. Well, if all of Western Europe is dependent on Russia for oil and gas, there is no economic pressure. It doesn't matter that we stop the 670 thousand barrels of oil a day. And by the way, Canada says they can replace 400,000 of those barrels immediately. So we don't have to kiss the ass of the mullahs in Iran or Maduro or OPEC nations that many of which hate us. Everything you could possibly do wrong, he's doing wrong. Every single problem this country has from running out of COVID tests to the border disaster, the energy disaster, the economic 40-year high of inflation, the Afghanistan disaster, this disaster was all preventable and it's all fixable, except not while he's president and she's vice president. They're not up to the job. And that should scare everybody in the world. All right, listen, um, tax filing deadline around the corner. And with that brings a whole bunch of these identity thieves, IRS scammers. They want to steal your personal information and they want to get your refund before you do. Anyway, every day we're all putting our personal information at risk on the Internet. Thank goodness LifeLock by Norton exists. They see all the threats we miss on our own. Now, LifeLock, by the way, they'll scour the dark web on your behalf. If they see your personal information is compromised, you'll get an alert. If your identity is stolen, guess what? You get a dedicated restoration specialist to fix it for you. Anyway, LifeLock by Norton, low annual rate. You'll save an additional 25% off your first year by using the promo code Hannity when you call 1-800-LIFELOCK or just go to LifeLock.com. 1-800-LIFELOCK, LifeLock.com, promo code Hannity. Protect your name and reputation, your finances, your credit score.